Welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience and it's my job to help us guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. Today, we welcome back Jason Perkins on the podcast and we have a great conversation about Sabbath. So if you want to catch up on that message, go to our YouTube or our Facebook uh, and watch the Beyond at Home. But today, we're going to keep talking about Sabbath and about how you can implement this habit of Jesus in your life. We really hope you enjoy this conversation. I know inevitably whenever I'm recording a podcast, I'm going to get a delivery of, of something <laughs> from Amazon. So if you're ever, I always tell my wife, if you're ever wanting something to come in like the next day, I'll just schedule a podcast because guaranteed it'll get delivered while we're on a podcast <laughs> recording. So, Oh, well, I hope nothing distracts you today. Uh, That's great. Good. Well, Perko, it's great to have you back on the Beyond the Message podcast. I think it's been about two months, but how have you been in that time? Yeah, doing well, mate. Doing really well. Loving Queensland winters. Like, how good are the winters in Queensland? You just, it's almost like we don't have them. <laughs> I love it. I'm so grateful for the place that we get to live and the beauty of God's creation and just enjoying it every month of the year. I love that. That's got to be the most wholesome kind of uh, intro to a podcast I've ever heard. I'm so oh, grateful really? that you're you're like you know loving where you live, loving the weather, loving just loving life. That's good to mm. hear. Um, mm. But for those of you who are new to the podcast, um, Perko, do you mind giving yourself just a, a quick intro as to who you are and where you fit into this whole beyond thing? Yeah, mate. I um so I grew up in Australia, um, but my parents are from the states, and so um, I'm a dual citizen. Actually, uh, went to high school in the U.S. for quite a while, but then came back to Australia, went to university, PE teacher by profession. I know that my body doesn't look like that anymore, <laughs> but I used to really, really love being a PE teacher. Um, and then I got involved in ministry through Christian camping. And then uh, one thing led to another and I got involved in, in church ministry and um, got invited to be a pastor of a church in Colorado about seven years ago now, after having kind of a combination of ministry in the in the not-for-profit sector with Christian camping, but also doing some business. And then um, after pastoring in the States for a number of years in Colorado, um, felt the Lord leading us to come back to Australia. Our family had lived in the States for uh, nearly 17 years up until that point. And part of the reason we were uh, thinking about coming back to Australia is there was a group of churches, Lockie, that were connected with a church that I was connected to in Atlanta, Georgia, called North Point Community Church. Some people listening to the podcast, if they've been around church and maybe read some books or listened to messages online, might know the name Andy Stanley. And um, so we were connected to that church and a group of churches over here in Australia that were interested in adopting some of the methodology that they had used at North Point, specifically around the idea of trying to create churches that even people that don't normally go to church would love to get engaged with. Um, and so that's how I got connected to beyond was through a, a network of churches here in Australia that are trying to create that kind of a church. And so, man, when I connected with you guys, I was stoked to know that in my backyard, literally like 10 minutes from my house, there's a church that is designed for even people that don't typically go to church to connect with and engage. And I'm, man, I'm so excited to be a part, 
play a small part in what you guys are doing here in the area. It's awesome. It's so cool. And if you've uh, seen Beyond at Home, you know Perko's done two and he's on again next week. But I think the help that Perko offers isn't just a, a Sunday communication. It's really on that back end kind of training and teaching us how to do church, um, you know, how to be effective and how to build teams, things like that. So um, even though if you might not have heard Perko, you can definitely feel his influence within Beyond Church. So we're really grateful for you and thankful that we get to have you as a communicator on the podcast as well. Yeah, mate. My, my pleasure. I really mean that. It's an absolute privilege. That's awesome. Well, you gave a great message on the weekend and we're Thanks, talking mate. about another habit of Jesus. And this one is called Sabbath. Mm. And for some of you, you got no idea what this is. Um, it, you might've heard about it the first time at Beyond at Home on Sunday. Um, but Perko, this is a big, big topic. And I know for you and I, it is so fundamental to our life. It's like probably the best thing we do. Um, could you give us a, like a 60 second recap either of just the, the topic or your message? Yeah. So really the idea is that your to-do list is never going to ever finish. Like it's, it's never ending. There's always more to do. And yet God, our heavenly father gives us this gift. It really is a gift Lockie that we can take an entire day of our week and just not be you know, consumed by everything that needs to get done and, and to just rest and replenish and rejoice in God's goodness to us. Um, I don't think it's something lucky that we have to do. I actually am convinced that the Israelites who, who Sabbath was first introduced to their nation, um, it was part of their law and it was something that many of them still, even to today, you know, require themselves to do it. I look at it for those of us that are followers of Jesus and that live kind of no longer under the law, but in this new age of grace that Jesus brought into the world, I look at it as something that we get to do, not something we have to do, but it's almost like that gift that you, you'd be ridiculously like crazy not to open it up every week and go, wow, what an incredible gift. Um, so that's, I guess that probably my summary of it is this incredible gift that God's given us um, to be able to just take a break every single week and focus on him and, and reset our lives around it. So, yeah. That's so cool. I know from following you on Instagram that you use the gift, you open it up every week yes. um, and you get a lot of use out of it. And I do too. And so I think the conversation that we're about to have and that the listeners are about to hear is going to be really cool. And I guess at the end, we hope you're inspired to, to take a day off and, and not just yeah. a day off, take a Sabbath, take a Sabbath yes. rest yeah. um, to yeah. spend time really replenishing and refreshing because um, God is giving us this gift. So that's yeah. the kind of direction we're headed. I'm super excited. Um, so we're going to talk all things Sabbath and, and I'm sure this conversation will go many directions. But um, first up, Jace, what is uh, what does a Sabbath look like for you? And I guess what kind of activities or, or lack of activities do you partake in? Yeah. So first off, uh, Lockie, we celebrate Sabbath hardcore at our place um, and we do it together as a family. So we kick off our Sabbath. We happen to choose, and this is why I say it's a gift. It's not something you have to do, but it's something we get to do. We have chosen to celebrate Sabbath in our particular uh, life st season and stage right now from Friday night at about six o'clock through to Saturday evening at six o'clock, which is actually a traditional Sabbath time frame. Um, but I don't think that you're locked into doing it. 
in that time frame. It just happens to be the best rhythm um, for our particular, our family and our season of life right now. And so we kick off with a big feast. Um, we call it the Sabbath feast. Um, we actually, we do something symbolic every week. We light a candle in our house at dinner time to kick off this big, almost like weekly birthday party sort of thing. Um, just as a symbolic way of lighting the candle to, in a, in a sense, visualize the end of a, another week and the start of this incredible gift that we get. And so um, that's the beginning of our Sabbath for us is this Sabbath feast. We then um, choose to only do activities that we feel like are going to cause us to rest, replenish, and then rejoice in God's goodness to us. So if something doesn't do that in our world, we decided we just don't want to do it on the Sabbath. So if it's not restful, um, if it's not replenishing, and if it doesn't you know, cause us to rejoice in how good God is to us, then we don't, we don't participate in it. So I love the freedom that that filter gives us because it, it doesn't force us to do everything the same, all five of us, that, that's going to be different for my wife. Certain things replenish her and other things don't replenish her. And for myself and my kids, that looks different for each of us. But I'll, t- I'll tell you some of the things that I've chosen to no longer do and some of the things that I do do um, because of those, that filter. So I try to stay away from technology um, as much as I possibly can over Sabbath. That's awesome. But that, but that's just for me, Lockie, something that's draining and distracting for me. And it's probably a not, big part of your job as well. Yeah, yeah. Big part of my role. Yep. And that's how people can get a hold of me, <laughs> just to be honest. Like, yeah. you know, they otherwise they have to drive over to, drive over to our house and knock on the door. So and rather than every, saying, you know, like, oh, don't text me on Saturdays, you just don't pick up the phone. So you, yeah, you, yeah. you reply on no, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and emails and things like that, poor emails, they, they don't get looked at from like <laughs> Friday afternoon until Monday morning. So those things are just sitting there, you know, starving for attention for over 48 <laughs> hours. So um, yeah, so we, I, I try not to um, be connected to technology much at all during Sabbath. And so because of that, I like to read um, and just, you know, read paper, like actual copies of books and things like that, which typically I'm an audible guy. I love audible, like um, audio books and that kind of stuff. And so I've just chosen uh, to read over the weekends if I want to read for resting and relaxation and replenishment. Um, And I also, um, one of the things that I did to help me with this is I actually subscribe to getting the paper now every Saturday delivered to my house. I used to go to the shops and pick it up um, like on a Saturday morning. But then, you know, I came across the genius of the delivery and I'm like, <laughs> man, it's, I'm like a little kid on Christmas morning, every Saturday morning, I go out there and wait for the newspaper to be thrown in my front yard. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But I love doing that because then we can go throughout the day. Maybe we'll go to a coffee shop and I'll just sit and read the magazine in the middle of the paper that has nothing to do with my job. Yeah. has nothing to do with improving myself or anything like that. I'm just reading articles about, great people across our country and great places to go visit. So those are some of the practical things that I do, Lockie, on my Sabbath. Um, Again, though, I filter it all through those three big questions of, is this going to cause me to rest? Will it cause me to replenish? And then will it cause me to rejoice in God's goodness to me? Yeah. That's really cool. I even like the idea of the delivery 
because often we do things on our Sabbath or we can get caught up in things. So I imagine that if you go to the news agency to pick up uh, the paper, or Woolies is just around the corner. So I'll go grab some milk and and then you do your grocery shop and suddenly you've done something productive when the point, uh, you know, for me, you know, my, my kind of filter is, is it productive or is it not? Mm. And I refrain from productive things um, Mm -hmm. because that's not the goal of, of my, of my Sabbath time. It's to fully rest and to, to not even think about and to block out everything that's possibly productive. You know, if I have a thought, I write it down. I don't want to, you know, forget everything. Yeah, but I don't act upon anything productive. So I guess the, the 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 least friction you could have in your day, I like that getting it delivered um, yeah. to your door. So you're just enjoying your morning. You don't have to get dressed in anything fancy. You can just wear your pajamas no. until you know whenever. Read the paper. That sounds really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my Sabbath on the weekend, I made relish. Made my grandma's okay. relish, and nice. it was wonderful. I've never done that before. And among other things, I went to the Gabba for a game of footy. Nice. Um, Yeah. And for me, that was, that's, you know, that sounds like torture for some people. Um, But for me, a truly replenishing thing was to see my team play and to see them win, which was great. Um, But, you know, for me, that's a, that's a great non-productive use of my time. That's really restful. Lockie, I love what you just talked about. You talked about something. I think this is so critical for people to understand um, in Sabbath. I was introduced to probably four years ago now, maybe five years ago, I was introduced to a concept called the replenishment cycle. And the replenishment cycle was a way of really doing an assessment of activities that you find personally replenishing and to identify five things, the top five activities that are personally the most replenishing for you. And then the next part of the activity um, invites you to talk about how much of that particular activity do you need in order to be replenished? And then it asked the, the final question was, what kind of frequency of that activity do you need uh, in your life? So for instance, for me, like you, I love watching sports. I especially love live sports. That's incredibly replenishing for me. I couldn't think of anything better than spending an entire day at the cricket with a newspaper (laughs) and just even test cricket where it's not super crazy. I love it. So, but here's the deal, Lockie, that might not be replenishing. There's probably somebody listening to this podcast that's going kill me now like <laughs> go to a game at the gabba for the entire day Nine to watch hours, test cricket yeah. <laughs> like that would be so draining to them but i think you've just hit on something Lockie, that's so important is it really if you're going to take sabbath seriously you probably need to do a little bit of assessing around what's restful what's replenishing for you personally and then how much of that do you need and how frequently do you need that i think that's really really critical I guess for you, are there some things that you need more frequently than weekly? So, because yes. I mean, I, I love to go to Vanuatu, but I'm not yes. going to include that into my, you know, into weekly my, my weekly rhythm. So yeah. there's, there's some things that I can do yearly or monthly, but are there some things for you that you say, no, actually I need to, to rest and replenish daily or is it, yeah. is it in that Sabbath time weekly? No, there are things that I have to do every day. One of the things that doesn't come naturally to me, Lockie, my personality type, um, for those that are kind of uh, into personality types, that kind of stuff, I'm a three with a, uh, a wing of a two on the Enneagram. Um, and then, you know, for 
Myers-Briggs people. I'm like an ENFJ, um, that type of thing. And so um, what I've found is that I actually need silence and solitude, although my, my personality type doesn't drift towards that naturally. I actually do need it in order to be replenished and, and to, um, to do that on a, on a daily basis is really important. So I pause a couple of times during the day. I have a, a 10.30 and a 2.30 alarm on my, on my phone. In fact, the 2.31. I think it just went off, didn't it? <laughs> it did just go off. So if you heard something in the background of the recording here that sounded a little bit like church bells, that was my 2.30 alarm reminding me I was wondering what that was because you did say you put your phone in, do not disturb. So no one's calling you. Yes. No, you've got a, a, a prayer alarm or a silent yeah. solitude. That's great. Yeah. So I, I would liken that, Lockie, I would liken that to kind of like a mini Sabbath every day for a period of say 10 to 15 minutes in the morning and 10 to 15 minutes in the afternoon. A lot of people would refer to that kind of in the spiritual practices of, as something called a daily office. Um, where you just pause and reflect and, and sit in silence and solitude, that sort of thing for a short period of time. And so I find, Lockie, that if I don't do that on a daily basis, that that I can get out of whack pretty quickly. And so that mini Sabbath, even leading up to the day of Sabbath every week, those mini Sabbaths, I think, are really important. I think that's really great to distinguish the difference between a Sabbath uh, as... as um Sabbath and calling it a rest rather than a day off. So the idea that you can have a mini Sabbath, which means mini rest, not mini day off. Yes. So, yeah, you know, so it's, it is, you know, it's different from a day off where, you know, oh, I'm going to do the washing, do the vacuuming, get the, do these errands. It's different from that. But if, if it means to rest, it means we can take it in, in smaller doses, but also bigger doses. So for you, Perko, that's, that looks like a, a daily office, a, a mini Sabbath. For me, I love to do a double Sabbath and a mega Sabbath. So that's just a fancy way of saying a weekend away and a big holiday at the end of the year. Yeah, good. Um, So there's a John Mark Comer has really influenced my view of Sabbath. He's a um, great author. He writes The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And in that book, he says, uh, in order to actually slow down and to rest, we need eight days. So yeah. it's only on the ninth day of the holiday in, in which we actually start to slow down and rest. Yeah. So I think a, a weekly ha- habit of resting of Sabbath to being met by daily, but also monthly and yearly. Well, well, you know, that's that for me is a habit of Jesus to say, yeah, are we actually slowing down our whole life? Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit on something really important for people to understand as well too, Lockie is that I, for many years, um, I would say the majority of my life for 40 or more years had what I would call a day off, but my day off was filled with a ton of things that I needed to get done. So just because I wasn't getting paid to do all those things, that's what a day off was. It really was a day of unpaid work. I still felt this burden that I was carrying all day to get the jobs done, whether it was things around the house or errands that had to be run or bills that had to be paid or things that needed to be set up online or whatever it was. I still was carrying a weight that I really wasn't able to get rid of on my day off. And so I think it's so important for people to understand when we're talking about Sabbath, we're not talking about your day off. We're literally talking about, there is nothing that you are required to accomplish. Like you said before, 
it is a non-productive day and uh, so important for us to really understand, I think, the difference between those two. That's great. Um, just before we go into our next question, just a small one to, to finish yeah. off this section. When did you start Sabbath and, and why did you decide to do it then? What was the catalyst to go, yes, something needs to change? Yeah, so I started playing around with it and we'll get into this towards the end, Lockie. I started what I would call practicing or dabbling in Sabbath um, probably four years ago now. And quite frankly, the, the reason for it is because I was feeling like I was headed towards burnout. I was feeling like um, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel as far as um, the role that I was in. And I wasn't, I didn't want it to be finished. I didn't want it to be over. And so I, um, I brought on a, uh, a coach, a soul coach for me um, to work with. And this was something they introduced to me and said, you know, I want you to, to practice this. I want you to dabble in it, see how you go and, and gave me some exercises and some things to help me plan and prepare for it. Um, so I'd say about four years ago. And the reason why was I could see that light at the end of the tunnel. And I wasn't interested in that particular ministry that I was involved with coming to an end at that point. So we're going to give you some free coaching advice right now. So you don't have to go out yeah. and get a soul care, exactly. a soul coach, take a Sabbath, incorporate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, as I said before, that if you're listening, you're going, yes, I'm going to take a Sabbath. Yes. This is something I'm, I'm going to go and do. And that'll, uh, yeah, I love how you've used, you know, burnout or exhaustion and really the text we've been using for this whole series, Matthew, uh, Matthew 11. Yes. Are you tired? worn yep. out, burnt out on religion. Come to me, walk with me. I'll teach you how to take real rest. And this is yep. what we're talking about. Real rest, Jesus, yep. the way of Jesus, the habits of Jesus. Yeah. I'm um, protecting us from things like burnout, which we probably don't have to convince you. Um, they're real things in life. They're real things yeah. we feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we'll move on to our next kind of part of, of this podcast. Um, what is the purpose of a Sabbath? I know we've talked about it a little bit. We, we've probably talked about it in our own context, um, but more broadly, maybe, you know, theologically, what is the purpose of Sabbath? Yeah, I, I think, Lockie, there's, you know, there's a lot of things to be said about this, but I'm going to kind of give you my take on it. There are people, I'm sure, that are far more uh, astute to this kind of thing, that are far more learned, learned than I am. Um, that would say, well, actually, Jason, you missed this part of it or whatever. For me, it's really about a resetting and a centering of my entire world around the glory of God. And so if, if my life purpose is to bring God glory, um, I, believe, I feel like Sabbath is, is a recentering of that on a weekly basis to just delight in his goodness and to delight in his glory in our lives. And so... I, I think that the distractions of things to do and, you know, lists to be accomplished and just the pace at which we live our lives, the hurried pace that we live our lives, I feel like really is a major distraction from just spending time delighting in God's goodness to us. Um, and I think that, quite frankly, I think that the devil, the enemy uh, probably gets thrilled when we are so busy, even doing what we think is good work for Jesus that we can't just stop and delight in his goodness and his glory. And so in order for us to be a reflection of his glory and his goodness to those that are around us, I think we need to take some time 
to just sit in his glory and goodness every week and kind of recenter our, our lives and recenter ourselves around that. So that to me is the purpose of it is just to keep going back to God's goodness and his glory. And how can I be a reflection of that? The other, the other big purpose for me that comes out of this Lockie is, is really just the constant, I think in order to do Sabbath well, I have to live a surrendered life and I have to just recognize that he is sovereign and I am not. And no amount of work or getting things done is going to allow me to control the world in any way, shape or form. Even the smallest little part of the world that, you know, is in my sphere of influence. He is still sovereign. He's still in control of that. And Sabbath has a great way of reminding you of his sovereignty every single week. Um, Because there's always going to be more to do. Before I go into Sabbath, I have a list of things that I like to get done. So my Friday afternoons, I kind of have a little bit of a punch list to plan and prepare and get ready for Sabbath. But at the end of the day, I never get through the punch list. (laughs) Never. Not one time on a Friday evening when we've gone into Sabbath feast have I been satisfied that I got enough done. But it, it is a moment of just surrendering and saying, no, I have done enough because God is in control, not me. And so I surrender it to him in that moment. Wow, that's, um, that's brilliantly put. And I want to follow that up with just saying, what, what's the fruit? You know, if that's the yeah. purpose, what is yeah. the fruit of Sabbath? Like, um, what is going to happen in our life? Or, you know, you know as you're talking about surrender, maybe it's stuff that happens outside of us. Maybe it's us realizing who God is more. Um, but yeah, what, what is the fruit? Like, what is the real, apart from just maybe waking up the next day, feeling a bit lighter, you know, feeling yeah. a bit, your head's not as full and not as cluttered, but what is, you know, what's the fruit? What's the overall fruit of Sabbath? I think Lockie, one of the things, especially for people that are wired like me, who are like, man, how could I take a whole day off? Like, how could I do nothing productive for an entire day? I want to encourage the person that's listening to this going, man, I've got so much to do. I actually think I am more productive because of Sabbath. Come on. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of research around um, you know studies around people working more, more hours or more days, um, and actually being less productive because their bodies are not designed to work those amount of hours or those amount of days in a row. Um, there's tons of studies, and you mentioned John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He um, talks about, I believe it was France that uh, brought in a 10 day work week. They did away with the six day work week. Suicide rates went up and productivity went down when they did that. And so it's scientifically proven, forget the spiritual side of things that we're just not designed like machines to work incessantly like that. And so I have actually found for me, Lockie, it's increased productivity and I would say it's increased focus. So when I'm, when I'm actually having to cut out an entire day, let's say, of productivity, what it does is it forces me to narrow the focus on what's most important. So I would say productivity is better, prioritization yeah. of things are better. But then ultimately, Lockie, and this is the thing that I want most for people. This is what I want most for people. Because you may be listening to the podcast going, Oh, okay. So if I, if I do Sabbath, I'll be more productive and I'll have better focus and more priorities. Here's, here's what it, here's the bottom line, Lockie. Your heavenly father just wants to hang out with you completely undistracted from things 
in this world that are not that important. So if our heavenly father wants to just spend the entire day hanging out with us and us hanging out with him, man, to me, that's the most life-giving. Forget the more productive, forget the more focused, all that stuff. I think this is a great way to prepare for followers of Jesus for what we're going to experience for all of eternity. Because if you can't figure out how to hang out with your heavenly father for a day a week, you're going to hate heaven. You're going to hate heaven because heaven's going to be an eternal Sabbath. And, wow. and if we can't figure out how to prepare for that now, man, I think something's not right. That's great. Uh, we've quoted some great people and great theologians and, and authors but I actually want to quote my wife, Molly. Um, yeah, okay, go for it. We had our connect group the other day and we started talking about uh, Sabbath and rest and slowing down. Mm. And, and Molly said this great line. She said, God doesn't want us to be numb. He wants us to be sharp. Yeah. And, and he gives us tools like Sabbath to actually sharpen us. I really mm. like that, that um, when we keep going, we just, you know, week after week, turning it over. Um, if there's no reset to that weekly routine, you know, you, you can picture that numbness or just that fogginess you get. And, and God didn't design us for that. Uh, I think, you know, God designed us to be productive when we want to be productive. And what I say is that we get to, you know, when we're on, we're on, when we're productive, we are firing on all cylinders to get stuff done. But I think God's also calling us to just waste time beautifully. Yeah. To just be in his presence, but on a less kind of spiritual way, to be present with our family, with our kids, yeah. in our jobs, with our coworkers, with our wives or husbands. Like we're actually just called to waste time with yeah. God, waste time with our, without people around us. Um, so I would say it's this sharpness of, of productivity, but also it allows us to just take beauty in, in the people and the things and the relationships around us. Yeah. Well, I, Lockie, I, I love what you said, wasting time, intentionally wasting time with God. I, um, this morning, got to hang out, had breakfast with my oldest son, Xavier, at one of, uh, I know, Beyond's favorite joints. Told you so. Wonderful. And um, yep. So shout out to Anna and the team at Told You So. <laughs> um, and my son and I, we got to just spend an hour or more together this morning having breakfast together before he jumped on the train and went into work. And man, what a gift. There was no agenda. We weren't trying to get anything accomplished. There was no list to get through of topics that we had to talk about. And we just had the best time hanging out, having breakfast together. And I feel like our heavenly father is inviting us into something very similar to that. And I would say, man, who wouldn't want to just be able to enjoy intentionally wasting a day with their heavenly father? That's awesome. And I know that Jesus would hang out at Told You So. That's a yeah, guarantee. Yeah, I think he would have. Yeah, he would have for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, that's good. Awesome. So to wrap this up, we're an application-based church, really, but also application-based podcast. Mm-hmm. And the question is this, the hesitation is, you don't understand. I don't have any time at all, let yeah. alone 24 hours to just write off as rest. How could I even begin to start thinking about a Sabbath or, or taking a Sabbath? Yeah. Lockie, I'm going to make a suggestion, mate, because I was the person asking that question four or five years ago when I was first introduced to this. So I was the guy saying, hey, I'm leading you know, a, a church, leading an organization, have a, a large staff, all those kinds of things. Like, how can I just put my phone away for an entire 24 hour period? 
when people maybe need to get a hold of me or somebody's got to contact me or I've got to make sure something's ready for tomorrow or so on. Um, so I would say start small, Lockie. And I, I mean, when I say start small, what if you just tried to start with five minutes? I know, I know that sounds crazy. You're like, wait a second. You're saying you can Sabbath for five minutes? <laughs> try it. Just try distraction-free, no agenda. I'm just going to rejoice and replenish for five minutes and rejoice in God's goodness um, to me. Try that for five minutes. The thing that I did that I think was really helpful to begin the practice and start dabbling in it was I actually decided at one point, I'm just going to Sabbath for four hours. I'm going to block out, say, from noon on Saturday to four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I'm just going to block out those four hours and I'm going to start small and then build up. See if I could stretch it to six hours. See if maybe after a month I could go eight hours and then so on and so forth. So I, I would say much like any other thing that you jump into, you know, nobody starts going to CrossFit like twice a day, six times a week. You normally start off with like that first time and you feel like you're going to die. And then you say, you know what? I could maybe do it twice a week or three times a week. I would say the same is true with Sabbath. Build into it, build up to it. So that's awesome. So you could start a Sabbath habit today um, if you really wanted to. You know, and I think even attaching an activity as well, maybe that, that could help you. So for, you've got four hours, we'll go for a mountain climb, leave your phone mm-hmm. in the car. If you've got an hour, take yourself out for a coffee, um, yep. sit by yourself, take a journal. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you, as we said last week with Chris on the show, you don't have to sit in a, in a blank room for four hours to experience silence and solitude. <laughs> um, there, there's yes. more interesting ways and there's more, there's better ways that we can do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess also consistency is helpful when yep. you can, um, but also not being so rigid in that. So my Saturday is a Sabbath. However, this Friday is my Sabbath. It works better with my assessment calendar at the moment with uni. Um, yep. So I've got something due on Saturday night. So I'm going to take Friday off. So, right. you know, it's, it's about being consistent, but not rigid. I think with some yeah. of these things as well, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a rule. It's a, it's a gift. We'll come back straight back to the start. It's yeah. something we, we get to enjoy. We get to play yeah. with. Um, yeah. So don't, don't be too hard on yourself around this practice. Yeah. I would say Lockie, as we wrap up, you've, you've hit on a couple of things. It doesn't have to be sitting around, you know, staring out the window, doing nothing all day tying it to an activity is really important. And I would, I would just encourage people take a, take a journal out, grab a piece of paper and, and just list off what are the three most life giving activities that I really enjoy. And maybe just start weekly Sabbath with one of those three activities for a few hours um, and see where it takes you. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing what people get up to this week um, and seeing how rest and Sabbath really helps them, you know, draw closer in relationship with Jesus, but also it just improves, improves their life. I think it's one of yeah. those habits that is just all around something brilliant to do. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Perko, for jumping on again. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And uh, we will see you next week for part four, talking about simplicity. Yeah, can't wait, mate. That one's one that I don't do so well. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> learning from some other people and, and maybe even uh, sharing some of the struggles I've had with discovering the the gift of simplicity. That is awesome. Awesome. We'll see you then.
Well, hey, thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Message podcast. Share it with a friend if you like, but make sure you're back next week. We've got Jason Perkins coming back on the podcast to talk about simplicity. It's not a conversation you want to miss. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.